We are live. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Bates County, Rich Hill, Missouri. Mm, what a weekend. I thought I did a podcast on Friday. Well, I did. I didn't upload for some reason, so. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's start off with kind of some upcoming things going on this week. Uh, Monday, today's Monday. Tomorrow, there's a basketball game in Jasper. And then Friday, court warming and a dance at home. So, those are... Those are two things that are good news. So this week, since it's uh, court warming, they're doing different things. The school's doing different things for the week. Um, and all that, all that good jazz. Uh, last week, uh, I did the podcast on Friday. It didn't upload. Couldn't tell you what I was talking about, but we will talk about um, Saturday. So Saturday, there was a youth game in Drexel. I mean, yeah, Drexel, I believe. Well. So we went to that, um, and then, you know, we had a community cleanup for the uh, old high school gym, the basketball court, um, because the the school board thinks that it's a good idea um, to make that into a community center. Uh, my question is, man, I got something in my eye. My question is, how is that a community center? All it is is a basketball court. I don't, I don't understand how you're going to make that a community center. And the basketball court isn't within regulations anymore. It's it's that old basketball court to where the out-of-bounds line is like six inches from the wall where you can't even stand out-of-bounds without your feet coming into, into bounds. Um, so it's not like somebody's going to rent the gym and they have the cafeteria because the cafeteria was tore down. You know, they could hold the cafeteria and uh, do whatever they need to do. From And I think I talked about this before. From my understanding, from what they talked about, is they wanted the people that were interested to basically make it a key fob entrance. And... 
pay 20 bucks a month. And you can go in and use it whenever you want. So now my next question is, is how does that work with youth sports during basketball season? If somebody's paying $20 a month, how does that work when the youth has basketball and they go practice over there, but they walk in and, you know, there's a group of individuals that are playing basketball? They're paying. I don't think our youth is paying. Nor do I think that they they should have to. But, you know, that's... Uh, I did talk to one of the board members and I... I was like, uh... I was like, I think the board needs to talk about that a little bit more. Um, that is... That's not something that's very... Uh, Not out at this point. Um, are they going to add to it? Like, are they going to build on to it? I know they're building another door to it right now because the way the one door, if there was a fire or something happened, then, you know, it was going to be a, a safety issue, a funnel of getting out. So, there's that. Um, and then. Saturday, we also went to Archie for a tournament, and the high school played Drexel. And the officiating was all not so good. <laughs> um, the, one, the one thing that the, one of the officials did say was he told the coaches. He gave both the coaches a warning, which I thought was good. And he said, don't tell me how to officiate. Coach your players. I like that. I do. I mean, with the exception of, as an official, you know, maybe they were trying to tell you how to officiate, but there's going to be times that coaches, you know, just call out what they see. Um, and our coach had pointed out that, um, several times, and I even pointed it out, that there was, the Drexel players were dragging their foot. Like, they'd be coming down the court and be running down the court, and then they would stop, or try to stop, and pick up the ball, and their pivot foot would drag, so... And which he did have a point. And, I, and you know, the Drexel coach was telling the ref this, that, and the others. And he had a point, too. So, you know, as an official, you have to understand that the coaches are not there to um, tell you how to officiate, but just tell you that, hey... You know, I'm watching this guy drag his foot. I'm watching this guy hop. And that's the other thing. Like, you cannot hop in the air. 
That's a travel. Even if you're dribbling the ball, that's a travel. Or you're hopping to for a jump jump shot. No, that's a travel. Uh, like you, you're dribbling and then you hop to get to a spot and then you go up and shoot. No, that's a travel. So it is what it is. It is what it is. And, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, some uh, One of the fans asked me, because Drexel only had one coach. They didn't have an assistant. And they asked if he got ejected, what would happen? And uh, I said, to be honest with you, I said, I would actually have to look at the rule book for Missouri. I said, in Oklahoma, if they only have one head coach, they don't have an assistant, then they will allow, if the coach for some crazy reason gets ejected, they will allow um, the whoever the administrator is, whoever is there um, for that team, be it the principal, uh, principal, superintendent, athletic director, they will allow them to step in to be the figurehead to coach. If nobody does, and I never really had to like look at this, and I don't know if they would allow a fan to do it, um, but if nobody does, then I think it's a forfeit. I would actually have to look that up for the state of Oklahoma. But for the state of Missouri, I do have to look that up. And I was like, wow. I said, that's how it is in Oklahoma. And and he's like, I'll go coach him. And I started laughing. I said, well, if they allow it, if not, then uh, Drexel might have to forfeit. Yeah, that'd be the end of the game right there. And, you know, uh, I'm curious, since we're talking about ejection, I'm curious, I'm going to pull into this parking lot here, over by the football field, I am curious as to um, what... What we are doing as far as um, the ejection that we had. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm letting it play out. I, I've talked about it on here, and I'm going to talk about it again. But as far as saying something to somebody I haven't done anything um, because I heard that all all the all that happened with the ejection is that he sat out for the past game which was on a Thursday I believe and then he'll be back Tuesday Misha's rule is you sit out a game and I went searching on the Rich Hill website 
about injections. And I couldn't find anything on the the show website. But I do believe I have a handbook that's actually in my truck that I'll have to look for. Um, so we'll see. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to to say. A standard is a standard is a standard. I mean, if the standard is for a fan that you get ejected, it's 14 days. Then a, a couple things need to happen. That needs to be clear in the rule book for the Rich Hill District, which it is not. All it states is, uh, it doesn't state a day, it just says that you, you will be excused for, from extracurricular activities. And, you know, it is what it is. But there's no, there's no day limit, like, I, and maybe I'm, I'm thinking too much into this, maybe I'm, I'm thinking too, too much uh, military-like to where, you know, I give, I give a soldier, the magic number is three for counselings. Do I have to wait till three? No, I can counsel him the first time and recommend UCMJ. In Article 15, which is a dis- disciplinary uh, action, to where I could take his rank or take some pay or put him on restriction. I don't take any money and I don't take any pay, but I put him on restriction, seven days restriction, uh, to where he can only do, if he lives in the barracks, to where I can only, uh, he goes to the barracks, goes to work. And then he would have to report to extra duty that starts at 6.30, I think. And it goes until, I mean, it, it differs from post to post. Some post is 10.30, some post are midnight. So, or 11.30. And, uh, you know, but there's, there's certain guidelines that we follow. And we say the magic number is three because it's it's evidence. Like basically, you're giving them some rope. They miss up the first time, and you're like, okay, well, we're gonna give you the same amount of rope. And then they mess up the second time, and then you give them the same amount of rope, maybe a little more, and then they still miss up, and that's the third time. And then you're like, okay, so we need some corrective training, and you're you're putting corrective training in each one of these counselings, but you. Your corrective training is not, not working. So then, we need to put in some disciplinary action that says, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take pay, half months pay. I'm gonna take, put you on restriction for 14 days, um, and I'm gonna take your rank." You know, and that's where I was getting at with my suspension was. Nowhere in the rule book does it say that, you know, the minimum standard is 14 days. And why are we making it so harsh on the first one? You know, set, 
Like basically what I'm doing is what I'm saying is set yourself up for success. If it's a warning the first time, put that in the rule book. You get a warning as a fan, as a spectator. Anybody that works for that school doesn't get a warning because you are to uphold a different standard. You're you're to uphold a higher standard. And yes, on the on this particular instance, there needs to be two standards. You know, it'd be just like a cop holds a different standard than somebody that's just a civilian. If I get caught with a DUI, the judge may may not dismiss it, but you know, I'll have to get a lawyer. Maybe I got some uh, community service that I have to do and I have to pay my fines. The likeliness of a cop getting that on his first DUI is very unlikely because he is a person of the law. He upholds that law. So, if the first one is a warning, then that, that's what it needs to be for fans, spectators, parents, whatever you want to classify these individuals as. As somebody that works for the school district, it needs to be, like, Misha is suspending them for automatically one game. That's one game. If it's then the school needs to decide because you can't you can't give a warning a lower sentence than somebody higher. That makes sense. Like the Supreme Court says, hey, you're gonna do seven years in prison, but the court below you said no, you're gonna do two years. The Supreme Court's the higher authority. So, Misha is the higher authority. Misha says, "Well, we're gonna, we're gonna. He's automatically suspended, or she's automatically suspended for a game because he, he or she is a coach, and that should fall on the administrators as well. You know, anybody that works for the school district. So then, Rachel needs to say." At least a game. At least. That's how you keep the people that work for you at a higher standard. Hey, the first one for the fans, it's a warning. First one for anybody that works for us is a game from Misha. And then a game that we're going to say. So that's two games. And then you could really re- make your case from from that, you know, I haven't looked into if it happens twice in the same school year for Misha, what their uh, what their suspension would be if it happened twice within the same school year. Like, they, hey, would it, would it be, hey, we're going to swing you for five games. Okay, so then if Richel matches that, or the school district matches that, that's 10 games. And then for the fans and the spectators, 
if they were to happen, if they were to get it twice, that'd be five games. Or five days. Actually, it's five days, I believe. They go by days, not games. <clears throat> and I also believe that if we're going to do days, if you get suspended, if you have a five-game suspension and you get uh, suspended for uh, from a from a day a day before, um, a day before the school goes on break, then that shouldn't count against you as a spectator. It's not your fault. I mean, I guess it, in a way it it kind of is, but it should carry out. It's it's day because then you're in the letter that got it said fourteen days. So, and I told everybody I, I served my fourteen days, and I did. But this is for future references because exactly what I was saying with to prevent yourself from doing it happened. Your coach got ejected. Regardless if he should have or not, it's still an ejection. Regardless. Was the official jumping the gun? Absolutely. Did the official jump the gun on me? Absolutely. Whatever you want to say that. Whatever you want to say. He sure did. You know, you can't take everything in the crowd and put it on one person. You can't. You can't. So, that's my two cents on that. Um, uh, and then Sunday, oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, we, uh, we went to church Sunday. And uh, we went to the... Ritual Christian Church. It's the first time we've been to church since being back. Uh, we've been talking about it for oh, a couple years. Um, and we we talked about it when I was in the military too. It was just it was hard to find a church um, to go to. Uh, and be consistent with the military. So, there's that. When we went, uh, my wife seemed to enjoy it. Um, I've seen a lot of people I haven't seen in forever. Uh, some of them talked about the campaign. They're running for school board. One of them said, uh, so you can put one in my yard. You can put a couple in my yard if you want. I said, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. I said, and once I get more made, I'll, I'll make sure to put one in your yard. And, you know, she had, this individual had said that um, I don't have anybody in school, but, you know, I'll still go and vote. 
because I, I do believe that our school board will make our community better. And I said, absolutely. I said, if you don't have anybody in school and you're voting, then you're taking an interest in something that really doesn't affect you, which is what we need, because you're wanting better better leadership on the school board that is going to care about the teachers and the administration and that's going to care about the kids going into that school. Um, you know, and, you know, I was talking to somebody on Thursday or Friday when I put a sign in their yard. And he said, the the issue with Rich Hill is that we, all the other schools around us are technically more advanced fundamentally than we are. And I started laughing. I said, <coughs> I said, I was told I can't use that word, that fundamentals is too big of a word for Rich Hill. And he started laughing. And so I said, let's call it basic. And the person that told me that fundamentals is too big of a word uh, even said that basic was technicals. Uh, but if we use basic, you know, the basic necessities to live. Air, you have to have air, oxygen, and water, and your nutrients keep you alive. Those are the three things that you need, or the two things, no, three, oxygen, water, nutrients. So... There's, there's that. And uh, he said, well, have you seen it? I'm already at 26 minutes. He said, well, have you seen it? I said, oh, yeah. I said, I said that the first year I was back, that we have no fundamentals in our programs. That is a lot of why we can't win. We don't know how to do the basics and the fundamentals we can't win it's we don't slide our feet on defense we don't break down to make a tackle on on football you have to break you you have to know to break down to tackle somebody so that you don't get i'm going to call it outmaneuvered by the offense and what I mean by outmaneuvered is so that you don't get juked I'm going to fake it to the outside and I'm going to cut it back inside and the same thing with basketball stop getting juked in basketball watch the belly button don't watch the ball the ball may be going to the right doesn't mean they're going that way 
their belly button are going to tell you which way they're going. Their midsection. So, and I do want to give a shout out before I close it up here to Drexel. I can't remember his number. I think it was 14. Um, but this kid for Drexel, he was fast. But then he got the ball, got a rebound, and took off. Started dribbling the ball and taking off. He beat the entire Rich Hill team down the court, dribbling the ball. I said, oh, man, he's fast. And that that shocked me that he was so fast with the basketball. Kid was fast. I'm talking about lightning. So with that, I'm going to close up shop here. Let this upload. Um, as always, I appreciate each and every one of you. We we have had over 600 listens. I haven't checked today to see if anybody else has listened to some other podcasts, some other episodes. But I appreciate each and every one of you. And I will uh, think of something else to talk about and be back on here later. Until next time, I'm out.